To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Once again, it's another edition of Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. We're talking about investing, finance, and retirement as usual. And uh, what's the good word today, Kyle? Anything exciting happening since the last time I talked to you? Well, our little one is starting to sleep at night constantly. Oh, so that's it's helping good. out the mom situation. And, yeah. you know, she's taking advantage of all that extra sleep. Uh, sleep, sleep in her own crib yeah, uh, eight, nice. nine hours straight so we can't complain no that's fantastic awesome well very very yeah. good well so that's good to hear so hopefully that'll continue because I know uh, it gets a little tough there. those early months are in, uh, are definitely tough with the little ones but there's a lot of rewarding pieces to it obviously as well but anyway let's get into uh, our main gig today I got a lot to cover so I want to just dive into our full topic and that's uh, we're going to talk about the last decade of work and you're a big football fan, and so and I enjoy football myself as well. So I thought we kind of equate this to you know the red zone. Everybody's probably heard that term, the financial red zone, and the regular red zone in football. And it's usually the 20 yards leading into the end zone there to get a touchdown. Well, for the financial red zone, it's kind of the 10 years before retirement and the 10 years after retirement. So you're still kind of talking about a 20-year period, 20-yard line type of deal. So I've got a couple of topics here and why the final decade of work as for a pre-retiree as you're getting close to that, hitting that red zone is so important. So first, let's just start right there. Deciding what's important. There's questions that you need to sit down and talk amongst yourself about what you want to see, feel, and do in retirement. Yeah, I mean, as far as the whole adage, retiring early, on time, late, when to take stuff, you know, what buckets to pull from, you have to be able to understand that it's not so much a set number. It's about lifestyle and the the our four prints, you know, you need income. Right. And the whole right. point of it, save, 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 is now you're going to intentionally unemploy yourself and the money that you've been saving while you've been working is now going to, you know, pay you your paychecks for the rest of your retirement. How long that's going to last? Nobody knows. No one has a crystal ball and you have to be able to run, you know, situations like this to kind of understand if you're going to retire early, obviously you're going to be leaning on those monies to last a longer period of time. And depending on your lifestyle, if it's simple or extravagant, you need to know how much of that you're going to be spending. Okay, so you mentioned the numbers, so that let's go there. That's a great point to bring up. So looking in that financial mirror isn't always fun, but you need to know these numbers and you need to start. And it's not just the income numbers. There's a lot of other numbers. Yep. And no one likes the word, the budget word in retirement. No one wants to live on a budget, but you might want to, you know, set up two different scenarios of like what's discretionary versus non-discretionary. You know, what do you need to live and what do you, what do you need to kind of come in to cover some things you're trying to do in retirement and maybe establish some cash flows to see, you know, Hey, if I do retire early, you know, you know, do I have enough to cover this and this, or should I, you know, I'm stretching it out and based upon my, you know, family history, we, we live a longer time and on and on and on. So you have to be able to kind of run those. But at the end of the day, it can be a personal choice. No, I don't have a crystal ball. There's no right time to take social security or do any of this other stuff. It kind of just comes down to, do you have enough in there to pay you the income you need to have the retirement lifestyle that you want? 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot about the numbers. I mean, there's a lot of other factors, like we said, just in lifestyle, all those kinds of things. There's so many little components to go into retirement planning, but you still got to have the moolah to make it all happen or not happen. So a place to think about. So we're talking about numbers. Where is those income streams going to come from? So we all kind of think of the main places, but you want to make sure that you've got multiple income streams nowadays. It's not just Social Security, at least we hope not. Yeah, you need to know how much you're spending now in retirement. And while you're working, you need to know those current you know, expenses. What's going to change in retirement? You need to know maybe there's some hidden costs you're not aware of, of some stuff that's going to go up and some stuff that's going to go down and some other expenses that are going to go away. And then another thing that you would like to take a look at is maybe some debt. How much debt do you have? And are you working on ways to decrease that or is that debt number going to be increasing in retirement? Right. Um, right. So knowing your numbers up front makes the whole planning process um, a little bit more clear and easier when you're making those money decisions. Yeah, because I mean, okay, so we say Social Security, maybe if you're lucky enough to have a pension, maybe you've got an annuity, a collection, an insurance uh, thing, you know, rental income, part time. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of places you can get some income streams coming from. But we need to pull all that stuff together. And back to the B word, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I've heard a lot of people say that a good idea is to before you hit retirement, the last couple of years that you're working is go ahead and, yes, make that budget or those living expenses and try it out for, you know, a year or two just to see how it's working. So that if you're trying to say to your advisor, yeah, we need five thousand dollars a month to live on. Try doing that and then see if that's actually accurate while you still have a paycheck versus waiting until you're not. Correct. That's again to the whole thing, you know, look before you jump. And when you kind of look at your budget and expenses, just know that you must factor in inflation. And then when you break down your income streams, as far as like social security, if you have pensions, annuity, any of that stuff, you kind of need to know as far as how is that money going to be taxed and how do they all affect each other? Because they're all tied together at at the end of uh, when you pull from here, it might affect this. And uh, you just need to get a handle on those income streams and kind of see kind of where it makes most sense to pull from when you do retire. Okay. So then we, then we got to get a handle on healthcare, Kyle, and we got to get some kind of handle on it because this choker is, is outpacing and, you know, well, by a lot <laughs> it's inflation and just about everything else with the cost of them going up. I agree. Um, healthcare will be for most people, the number one expense and it will be the most inflated expense in retirement. And depending on your employer, depending on, you know, when you retire you know, whether you have to go to the private sector early and then to Medicare and then you have all the Medicare supplements and out of, you know. And what it covers and what it doesn't cover too, right? Yeah, correct. You need to know what it's going to cover, you know, you know, who do you go to? Do they accept Medicare only? Are you setting yourself up with maybe a cheaper premium now? And then, you know, when a major health crisis comes up, you have more out of pocket expenses that will derail your retirement. The big one there is like maybe like the long-term care issues. And just instead of just saying, you know, no, I can't afford it. No, this isn't for us. Maybe just kind of at least do your due diligence and look into all the available options before you deem it as maybe something that you don't want or can't afford. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we've been talking here today on the podcast about the final decade of work, uh, the red zone, if you will, uh, the financial red zone. And so getting some things prepared, thinking some things through. You know, the great part about a podcast is is if you're listening to this and something piques your interest, you can pause it and you can rewind it and you can play it back or you can uh, you know listen to past episodes if you've subscribed to us 
at the website, and you can check out future episodes as they come out. So do all that at mocanfinancial.com. That's M-O-K-A-N financial.com. Of course, Kyle's the president at Mocan Financial, an investment advisor representative serving you uh, in Kansas City and Wichita, and you can reach out to him at 913-257-3991. And the final piece, and this is kind of something I mentioned from time to time. I think I mentioned it last week, actually, as well, or last podcast, is um, how is it going to change over time? Your financial plan needs to change over time. I just mentioned the $5,000. Let's say if that was your budget when you first hit retirement, that's what you're expending out every month. What do you think that's going to look like 10 years later? It's probably not going to be $5,000 anymore. Yeah. Hopefully nobody plans on living on a fixed income in retirement because unfortunately in about five to 10 years, you're going to find out that that $5,000 just isn't cutting it anymore. It's doubled. And uh, (laughs) so, you know, how much income will you need when you first retire? You know, some people like to say, Hey, you know, my first 10 years are my go-go years. We're going to be doing all types of stuff, traveling and all that. Then the next 10 years are your slow go years. And then those last 10 years, if you make it to that point are your no go years. But the idea is, you know, the income you're going to need throughout those periods is always going to need to be increasing just because of inflation, cost of living adjustments. And uh, when we talked about those income streams, what of those income streams actually has COLA adjusted for them? And this is a good way to help you stress test your plan is, you know, run those over time and, you know, see if what you have saved up and where your income is coming from is going to help you kind of cover some of those larger increases, plan for the healthcare, travel. If you're going to travel, what type of travel are you doing? Are you flying? Are you going to force gump it? You need to factor in these real numbers to help you kind of, uh, you know, understand how this stuff changes over time. Force gump it. I like that. Yeah. And then, of course, an unfortunate piece to, you know, that you do need to talk through is what's going to happen as things change over time when one of the spouses go. Not only is it the emotional side, but then now you're talking about a loss of, uh, you know, potentially half of the income as well as changing tax brackets. Yeah. The big one there is if, you know, your survivor, if your spouse, Typically, when we, you know, first sitting down with someone, we're looking at their current scenario upon death, boom, half the half the income is just gone. Right. And most people like to plan for the best. And unfortunately, that's not how life works. So we just need to make sure that we understand that if we are, you know, trying to take care of someone after we're gone, we need to understand kind of what they need to live if you, you know, leave this earth. So, you know, plan on those numbers ahead of time. That way, you know, and hey, what happens in 10, 15, 20, 30 years if I go that they're going to be taken care of? Well, this has been the why the final decade of work is so important. Uh, kind of looking at that 10 year window leading into retirement. We can actually, we'll do another podcast another time about the first 10 years after retirement because there's a lot that goes on there as well. But yeah, if you want to listen to more of the show, make sure again you reach out to us at mocanfinancial.com and uh, there's a link for the podcast page there. You click on that, subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Stitcher or uh, Spotify. So there's various ways to do that. You can also reach out to Kyle, get on the calendar and come in and have a consultation and a review with him at Mocan Financial. 913-257-3991. This has been Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt. I'll say goodbye for both of us this week and we'll talk to you next time here on the program.
Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., RWA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Mocan Financial and RWA are not affiliated. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Mocan Financial and its affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney.